When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Okay, wait. Well, here's one thing Danielle and I were just talking about. Ryder, can you remember the last time, and maybe you're different, but I've hit an age where even I, if I sleep a, a, a good night's sleep, I'm still tired when I wake up. Can you remember waking up and being like, ah, what a night. I'm raring to go. Like, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I, I do. I feel like that if I don't drink any alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah. wake up. I pretty much wake up like... Fully, like, I feel like a superhuman. <laughs> wow. Really? You know, if I don't drink for, like, five days in a row or something, like, that sixth day, I wake up feeling like, oh, this is this is what your body should feel like most of the time. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's that doesn't happen that often. Yeah, I... I quit drinking a few years ago and I have more of those days than um, than I ever did before. But I do think I generally still I'm also I think I've hurt, I've hurt my sleep by wearing my Fitbit to bed and I, it tracks my sleep uh. and I become obsessed with like, well, I don't know how I slept. Let me see what my Fitbit says. And then I read it and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm yeah. lacking in REM sleep. I, there's nothing. I, what am I doing? Why am I lacking in REM sleep? You're scientifically sleeping. Do you yeah. also to get so Sue will 
will get mad at me because we'll be right about to go to bed, but I'll look down at my watch and be like, I have 21,600 steps. I need I 400 go. more steps before I can go to sleep. And I'll walk around the bed like a sentry, keeping her, you know, safe at night for 400 steps you guys, until I hit my numbers. We have just, we have become the podcast version of a meme that I have been involved in. Have you guys seen this meme where it's no. pictures of like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and me and someone else, and you know, like a bunch of the teen beat people, and uh-huh. it says, "If this was your childhood crush, it's time to take your back medication." Yeah, you know, I've I was like, seen "What have you seen true. this?" Right? I've seen them, but it's true. And that's what we're doing. We're sitting here talking about how old our aches and pains and getting our steps in. Yes, <sighs> that's if you are listening to this podcast, it's time for your back medication. Yeah, we're well, here, that- we're going to talk about your sleeping patterns. Buzzfeed just There's- did this thing where it was like, if you can recognize these thirty objects, you're you're officially old. And it's the big right. old TV and the phone with the rotary dial and all. Yeah. And it was all stuff. It was everything I knew and grew up with. I sent right. it to my brothers. It was like the Fisher Price, you know, actual toys you used to play with, stuff yeah. like that. And it it is. You've hit an age where it's yeah. we're nostalgic, apparently. Yeah. Well, India is very confused by cordless phones in movies or TV shows, like even on our show, like because he doesn't understand it's not a yep. cell phone. I'm like, no, no, that's still a landline. <laughs> They're not going to like carry that around in their you pocket. You could just walk around with it. Right. But he's still I don't yeah. think he completely wraps his head around. Remember how awesome I, car phones were and dangerous? Yeah. Yeah, it was. We all had one when we were doing Boy, and it was the coolest thing in the world. Like I'm driving home and talking to you. Like it was the. We best didn't thing really ever. use it that often because it cost so much. Like I that remember, was, it was I like know. a like dollar a minute. A minute right? or like <laughs> just like it was only for emergencies. <laughs> I never used it. And, you know, I remember being weirded out by. I know we talked about texting on this show before, but like it. It is strange to think. Like I never would have assumed that texting would have become the main form of communication. Like when mm-hmm. we first had cell phones, the idea was like. You talk to somebody. You wouldn't yeah. want to like send a, a, a text message. That seems like it would take longer to sit there and type. And then I remember in like whatever, 2001, 2002, when texting started happening, being so weirded out. And of course, now that's primarily the way people communicate. My nephew showed me when he was probably about 12, he showed me that he could text perfectly from his pocket so that he and his friends could, which was the thing everyone was doing, he and his friends could text during class. So oh he would be God. looking at me and you'd see like these fingers going and, and then my phone would buzz and he'd be like, hey, Uncle Will, I'm texting from my pocket. Perfectly. Wow. And it's like, how did you, oh, we memorized the keypads and he's all my friends and I do this. And I guess that was a thing where you just, uh, it's insane to me. I, uh, it's insane. But you're I'll be old. honest though. I love aging. I do too. <laughs> I do. I love it. I do it. too. I don't I mind think it it's pretty cool. I love the, I've always wanted to be an old man. So me too. I'm just, I just but becoming an <laughs> version of myself. I'm just becoming more and more me, yes. you know? And like, I feel like old people, you get away with just, you know, like all the things that I feel like I've been attacked for being pretentious and grumpy and tired. <laughs> like I can just be those 13. things when you're old. <laughs> yeah. When you're that in 13, you know, like referencing Socrates, all the things you guys used to make fun of me for. <laughs> When you're 85, everyone's just like, that's a cool old man. They do say that youth is wasted on the young, though. There's a, there, You do get that time where you kind of wish, I wish I knew then what I know now, and I wish at times it could be in my body then. Where mm-hmm. I, I have reached the point where I will finish, you know, I'll walk down one flight of stairs and be like, 
how did I hurt my ankle? <laughs> you know, so there's moments where I I have that, where it's like, that, that's, that's a, weird. That's especially cool considering you live in a single story house. I have one step, one step, <laughs> literally and you, and you one step. Yourself. And I, w- I will, I'll step down and be like, I just hurt myself. So yeah, it's, I don't know. It's bizarre. Uh, oh my. Oh boy. Well. Uh, is everyone happy with that pre-show chatter of us being just old <laughs> just and old grumpy? And wait, and have, we, have we done it already? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm a little tired. Is the show I'm over? Exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. What season is this? Oh, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong, and I'm Will Friedle. So today. We are recapping the very final episode of season one. Can That's you guys happened. believe it? We've done no. a whole season. It's yeah, crazy. It, it felt like it was taking forever, and then it kind of came, went like the ending came fast. Like yeah. what, what, we, we were like ten episodes in. I was like, we're never gonna get through this, and now I'm like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, one season one's already over? over. Yeah, I yeah. know. We did yeah. so. We did season one in six months, which feels, you know, good. I think. I think it's the appropriate amount of time. I think, yeah, I think if so, we had gone any right? faster, it would be dizzying. I actually, at this rate, are we kind of keeping up with what the error schedule would have been? Or was it was every week? Then did, did we well, have That's a good off? question. How long was the season? A season would start it's, it would in the start, fall and yeah, end start in the spring. I think September and end in March. Okay, I do this on my fingers. <laughs> okay. So it's about five or six months, right? Yeah, yeah five so or six we're, months. I had this many. Okay, seven. So we're um, we're close, a, right? We're a little a little ahead. Even. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. not bad. No, I agree. It's not bad for one I mean, thing. I'm not a fan of binging in general. Like I, yeah. I'm not either. I like the idea of a show coming out every week and having to yeah. wait. I think extending the experience. So Agreed. extending this experience of watching the first season has been really cool. Um, yeah. I like binging books way more than I like binging TV. Yeah, but I guess mm-hmm. you can binge books more with fantasy because you, you know it's a series. Right. But yeah, it's a way different thing to be able to, you know, you finish one book and it's like, I got to get to the next one. But I like to I like the savoring of TV, TV shows. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, I I really I mean, we will get into it. Um, we will actually later uh, be doing a season one pod meets world recap with the bruh meets world guys. Um, oh, that's cool. and so we'll talk about we'll talk about our experiences with recapping season one. But just very to touch on it very briefly. I really enjoyed season one a lot. Me too. Me too. There was so much of this season that I had no, I, like, I just was unaware of because I was 16 or 17 when it was happening. Like, I go right to Betsy and Rusty's performances. Mm, right. How know. how important they were in the whole dynamic of the show, how amazing they were as actors. I, again, we've harped on this over and over, but how you watch season one and go, you know what's got to change is Lee Norris. I, yeah. I d- will never understand that. Um, I think that is a travesty. They left so much comedy on the table with bringing him into high school. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot I was not aware of um, that I just didn't remember from season one. So, yeah, it was cool. Speaking of Lee Norris, we actually tried really hard to get him in for another season one episode for you guys. We wanted to have him recap an episode with us. And it was just nearly impossible to schedule because... He is working nonstop. Yeah. So awesome. really excited about that. I can't wait to see what he's working on. And uh, truly, it was an absolute joy watching him this season on our show. And like Will said, it was a run that was cut way too short. Um, we know he appears later in the series. So we're going to try to have him back. Uh, Will is trying to perfect his hair here. There's just one or two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's just that one that's really. It's well, just there's that one that's one. Really there you go. Bad. Better. There we go. 
right. so we're going to try to have Lee Norris on later in the series. Um, it'll probably be about, you know, 10 to 15 years before we get there. Yeah. But um, I'm it'll come up real fast, I'm sure. We will be in our 80s by that point. Yeah. <laughs> so we are recapping season one, episode 22, I Dream of Feeny. It originally aired May 13th, 1994. The synopsis is that Corey wishes that Feeny would get sick so they don't have to take a geography exam. And when Feeny winds up in the hospital, Corey feels very guilty. It was directed by David Trainer. It was written by Mark Fink, which, again, I'd like to ask you, do you have any idea who Mark Fink is or any memory nope. of Mark Fink? Nope. Nope. None. Me I don't even neither. remember the name. To be honest, until you just said it, I don't even think I've heard that name ever. I yeah. know. I thought, I, I, again, don't know how this happened with so many people that were like, huh, I, I don't know what's going on there. So was, this is was an first... outs Was he, uh, like, because there were usually two scripts bought from outside per Right, season. so Bill Lawrence so would have been Bill the Lawrence first one. Been, yeah, and then maybe this was the other one. So Mark Fink, this was his first episode of Boy Meets World, but he has other credits on Full House, Who's the Boss, Three's Company, Head of the Class, and two episodes of Saved by the Bell. And the Saved by the Bell TV movie where Zach and Kelly got married in Vegas. Did he write any more Boy Meets World episodes? I don't think so. No. Okay, so this is I it. don't think this, I think All this right. is it. So it must yeah, have been so one of those outside scripts. Yeah. It's a great name, Mark Fink. Mark it's Fink. It's a great name. It's just a solid name <laughs> like that. Okay, so... Our guest cast was Janet Carroll as Nurse Jill, who was best known as Tom Cruise's mom in Risky Business. Yeah, awesome. I didn't know that when I watched it. Like, she's I funny because she looked familiar, and then yeah. th when I saw the name, I was like, "Oh, I know that name," but I didn't know if it was just from. She's been in a ton of what? stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's a character actress that's been in a ton of things. She's great. Um, and then we had Juliet Jeffers as Karen Cha, who is still working. She was on episodes of Law and & Order and 911 Lone Star this year. Oh, that's awesome. There we go. I so, just got, by the way, sorry to jump in, but I just got like a nine cent residual check from my Law & Order when I was 15. Really? Last week. I, I did a Law & Order. We're thinking Venice, but we're not sure where we're going to travel with that. <laughs> mm. nine Venice, uh, L.A.? No, that'll be too far. There's okay. a yeah. There's a, a gas Venice even closer. Really yeah, gas <laughs> I, can't I can't get to Venice on nine cents. Come on. As a podcast focus on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box, and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media, and I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized, and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. 
Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. So to start our recap, we are in the Matthews kitchen. Corey and Sean are making a smoothie with milk, peanut butter, an unpeeled banana and raw eggs because Stallone eats raw eggs. Um, do you have memories uh, of, of doing this scene? I absolutely remember doing this scene. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought in my memory, this was the first time we did the handshake. I think I, I even said that when we were recording mm. and, and I got the, asked the, the Q&A episode and I got asked about the handshake. For some reason, I thought it was this scene. 
I don't even think we did it in this scene. So uh, it, it's, but yeah, I vividly remember doing this. I, you know, it's always when you're a kid, and I know this from directing Girl Meets World too, you're always dealing with like water stuff, food mm-hmm. stuff. Making a mess. Yes, slime. Yeah. It's like so much. And I remember so much of this as a kid actor. Like I did a, I, I did an ABC movie called Summertime Switch. I, I think maybe between second and third season where I just get, garbage dumped on me. Mm. Uh, I did uh, a movie called My Giant where I got puked on and they had to make like a whole batch of fake puke to like shoot it at me. Yeah, it's just like... Wait, you also held out your arms like it was a huge batch of puke. What what did that look like? No, it was... uh, The (laughs) best part was... So we were shooting in Budapest and they made this... My Giant was filmed in Budapest? Yes. Uh, Billy Crystal... Yeah, it, it's 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 not. I, mean, I don't know. I have to watch the movie. I wonder how bad it is. But it did it's not, not do terrible. well. It's it not terrible. It did not do though. well. But no. it was so fun because I had a very small part, but I get to fire Billy Crystal as my agent. I'm like this bratty actor, or whatever. It was super fun. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> we were in Budapest, and they made this giant batch like out uh, like a. a cute because they didn't know how many takes they were going to do and the whole thing is like this giant this this character george marison is playing pukes on me um and it's like oh it's a whole bunch of pukes so they had made this giant batch and the local extras thought it was a suit (gasps) oh god oh god so they had to stop all the background actors it was like a big battle scene so we had all these background actors and they were lining up to like eat the fake puke oh God. So they had to like tell them no, no, no. But yeah, it was like all food stuff. Anyway, okay, it made sense because it looked like food. Um. Anyway, yeah. So I remember this scene. I remember wow. always like having to do bits. And of course, the I'm thing so, was, it's fun. It is, I mean, it's but just no, fun. it isn't actually. Like, I oh, I it was that. as a kid. I love it. Was it was as a kid. Yeah. It's not fun as a director because this kind of stuff is a nightmare. Because yeah. first of all, it's never big enough. Yep. It's never, right. there's never enough slime, enough water, enough food, like whatever you want it to be. It's like, it's always the joke is that it's a big explosion or a big splattering. And then, of course, you have to have multiple changes of clothing for yeah. every take. And the and continuity is a mess. Continuity is a mess. You have to, you have to, you have to pr- usually shoot the scene up until the moment where the mm-hmm. thing happens. Do that a couple times to make sure you Clean have it. it. Yep. Then you have to do it. And then you have to match all, po- you know, scenes. Po- like, if you think about this, we have to continue this scene for a while actually like there's a whole bunch and i'm like well how did we do that did we have to deal with the splatter on our clothes i mean it's just a nightmare as a director as an actor it was always fun because you're just like so that was the difference between disney and nickelodeon because nickelodeon when when i was coming up in nickelodeon we didn't shoot up to anything we didn't do you did the big stunt it was as big as possible and then whatever (laughs) happened happened and that was quality quality be damned oh absolutely there was no quality was like let's slime them let's do this and then you're in the same shirt that's I just think the way that does define the difference between Nickelodeon. Oh, sure. Nickelodeon's better now, obviously. Nickelodeon has great now. shows. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like back in the day, like, Nickelodeon was not great quality. Oh, no. Television. It was just like, kids as as the, being these, messy yeah. and having fun. It was, it was funny. Great. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was never, great. it was never like, well-made production-wise. Can I ask a, a question? Why? I didn't get the bit of why taking off the lid. Was it just to make mm. a mess? Yeah. It's just me making fun of him for being mommy whipped. But right, also, but so you, you were going to make a mess. Never, you also say you could never do that at your house. So you specifically, right. can't, you were at your friend's but house. But why are we making this thing? 
This is, I'm not sure. Which it you never then is never, addressed. We're never you drinking never drink it. it. You don't pick it up. You don't. It's just kind of like, let's do Big Blender and walk away, it seemed like. Right. Yeah. I also was very confused about why you put in the banana unpeeled, but then cracked the egg still. I thought if you're throwing in a banana with the peel, I thought next was just going to be throwing the whole egg in and like that was going to be part of the joke is that there was eggshell in it. It's way yeah. funnier. So anyway, it was definitely let's start this show off on a high jinxy note of, yep. of just a, a mess. Yeah, here's a bit. And um, then ignore like, it entirely. Well, I but I, I think the, the the ultimate like Boy Meets World slash Michael Jacobs line is when Ben says, just because we're kids, we're not going to make a mess. Or You know, it's like, yeah, you got to state the obvious. We're going to yeah. say the, ve- you know, I'm going to be the mature, responsible one and state what's going to happen and the, or what's not going to happen. And then that's exactly what happened. And, and they like, are yeah. leaning into boy that's, still. They are leaning. Oh they tried lid boy this time. Boy, this this was was the first one. Full of boy. But yeah, you could hear like, you know, that that's like that Corey voice is, yeah. you know, like the, the way to sort of make this okay. Right. It's like to comment on it and to be ironic about it. Then you can just do the thing but you're still kind of just doing the thing well i remembered as a kid watching the scene writer saying uh or sean saying man i could never do that at my house reminded me of a moment that just stuck with me from my childhood when i was over at my best friend jessica whittier's house hi jessica shout out shout out to jessica whittier and um Stephanie, Jessica's mom, had closed the door, the front door, and done, had did the latch up the top, you know, up top, like the one they have in hotels where if you open the door from the outside, it gets locked. Mm-hmm. And she went upstairs to rest while Jessica and I were playing. And we wanted to go outside. But basically, we were locked inside the house because she wanted us locked inside the house. And there was a ledge next to the front door. And I was like, oh, I'll just stand on that. And lean over and I can undo that latch and we can go outside. And Stephanie opened her bedroom door right at the moment that I was standing on that ledge, leaning forward to unlock it. And Stephanie, she it was a classic mom. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. She looked at me and she said, Danielle, would you ever do this at your house? And I was like. No, I would definitely not have. No, you're right. right. And it was like she was so hurt because she knew I was like brave because it wasn't my mom. It wasn't my house. And I felt awful. And I was like, never again. So anyway. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Did you call your parents friends by their first names growing up? Yeah. That's such a West Coast thing. It's such a West Coast thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really you remember did. having you to knew say her, her name. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I know yeah. her as Stephanie for sure. I didn't call her Mrs. Whittier. But oh, I also yeah. was... oh, oh man, yeah. doctor, attorney, Mr. Mrs. The idea <laughs> as a kid of being like my friend's mom, Stephanie. Yeah. I remember no talking about this. Well, I remember when I met your parents and, and having to like sort of adjust and yeah. you being weirded out. I mean, I call my teachers by their first name. Oh you my know, god, I know. Oh, t- somebody, I know. some kid calling Captain Attorney Gary Fredell, my dad. <laughs> Calling him Gary, it would have been like the you would have yeah. heard the record scratch. Like there's no way. Yeah. If by yeah. the way on the West Coast someone said Mrs. So and So, the first response would be, "Oh my gosh, oh please my gosh, call me Stephanie." Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Never here. It would <laughs> have been the opposite. Yeah. Would have been like, "Did I, you just call I even me had, Jack?" I even had friends who went through the stage where they would call their parents by their first name. Oh, you know, wow. like that. I, I remember being weirded out by that as a kid, being like, "Really? 
I only did curious. that when my mom wasn't listening to me. Mom, 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 Jennifer. And then she'd turn around. And she'd, <laughs> That's a good well, idea. you know, yeah. I was saying, mom, you weren't listening. She's learned yeah. to tune me out. So anyway, you guys are doing the bit. Corey says they're not going to make a mess, but he does. Uh, but he doesn't put the lid on correctly. The blender splashes everywhere. Corey He's exclaims, boy. I'm a lid boy. Lid boy. And lid then Amy boy. turns the corner. She enters. She sees the mess and she turns and walks right out. That was funny. She, she, was, she didn't say anything, but she she. Grabbed it was kind of weird there. to see her in the window after that, though. Did you yeah. notice that? I was like, yeah. "Oh, is she going to come back? Is this no, where does she, she just stood? Where does she go? She just, yeah. She's like Topanga when Topanga just stood in the background while Will was <laughs> yeah. talking to Mister. It's a bizarre <laughs> little corner of the set back there. Mm-hmm. It is. I don't know what's happening. It's it was a weird strange. area with nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he says, "I'll clean it. I'll clean it," and he cleans up for about. I don't know, maybe two seconds, and yep. then just completely gives up, and they sit down. Yeah. Um, and they need to study for their geography test. So- this book that I set on the kitchen table, I remember yeah. so well. Was it a geography oh book? God, no! It's just a generic book. I don't know, but it has like these cubes on it. We must have used it all of first season. But the <laughs> second I saw it, it was like part of my heart just burst. I was like, oh. oh. So I, I want to go back now and see if I if I'm carrying that book or using that book all throughout other scenes or what. Or maybe it really was just from this moment. But like I, the second I saw the cover of that book, I was like, oh my gosh, Jeez. I remember that. That's well, we so had the funny. same folders Powerful. the whole time too with the yeah. fo- the yellow folders with the football yep. player on it, mm-hmm. generic yep. football player. Yep. Yeah, we yep. had that the entire no. time too. No, but this did, book now, in particular. Did, when you guys are talking about geography, I don't have, I can't work my remote because I'm old. We started with this. Does, does Corey say Banff or Biff? Banff. He does say Banff. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. I couldn't tell. I was like, did he say Banff or Biff? Okay. Yeah. Just check. Banff. Um, so Feeney is outside. He's putting up some geeky duck. duck. <laughs> geeky duck. I love that the duck is geeky. <laughs> it's actually kind of accurate. <laughs> That's what you would call that, right? A geek. Yeah. And what is that thing? It's like a decoy it's, wind mill? I think it's a wind yeah like, maybe that, it's to keep the other birds to keep away, other birds away? from so maybe what there's nothing planted there now until later right maybe no, just he's from got his, he's got his okay his so mom's that's a scarecrow kind of I don't know yeah yeah a scarecrow a geeky duck a scarecrow okay. <laughs> it's a metaphor we're gonna use later that's what it is exactly <laughs> we need something for Corey to set up exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, so he is completely, Feeney is completely stress-free. Corey and Sean don't know anything for the test. And Sean says he's out of medical excuses. Um, Corey thinks the capital of North Dakota is Banff. And Corey looks at Feeney and realizes he never misses a day, even though he still gets paid on sick days. And Sean is just flabbergasted by this idea. And <laughs> I Corey, love that. <laughs> yeah. What? Like, I, know, I, lo- I, I love these kinds of, it's like when we were talking about Feeney's pay with mm-hmm. Minkus in that other episode. It's like kid logic, you know, kids understanding of money and how things, how the adult world works. They get paid even if they're sick. What? I love how, that. Is that, I how is that possible? You are also a writer. By this point, you are 100% Sean. You are so comfortable yeah. with everything. I noticed that. I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's completely yeah. comfortable I hitting know. everything. Like, we're having yeah. fun. We're having fun. Yeah. Like Ben and I are so casual. We're so relaxed. This is yeah. clearly the end of the season. Yeah. And this is an easy scene. You know, yep. this is a fun, easy it scene. It was like, just, yeah. you were completely and totally Sean by this point. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was fun to watch. Uh, so Corey learned this information through Minkus and then Corey stares intensely at Feeney and basically wills him to cough. And instead, Feeney takes a very healthy, deep breath. 
And then we still continue the cold open. I know. I was waiting. Is this, this the first, is the time, first the cold time the cold yes. 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 I was it's like, oh, did we scenes. not have credits? Because yeah. I feel like there were episodes where, well, I, actually, I guess we ended up not having opening credits the next season. But like, um, I feel like there were episodes where we didn't have opening credits. Like we had to cut them out to make more room for a cold open that was longer well, or whatever. not in season one. I know, no. not in season one. But so I yeah. thought maybe this was that. When I when I went to another scene, I was like, what? Maybe we don't have a opening credits because we went long on this episode. I rewound it. So, I rewound yeah, it thinking like, like oh, wrong. I must have missed the cold open. And yeah. it's like, wait, was that, what, what's going on? Yeah, I first know. time that's happened. I was very confused too, but we yep. move locations. We are now in Feeney's classroom and Corey and Sean walk in and Topanga is upside down against the wall in the what? classroom. I did not remember this. I did Why did either. I not remember this? The second Why did I, saw I you, remember like, this? You don't remember this at no, all? No. I was like, how do I know? It was like, that's an intense thing to have to do. I and think you I were remember, so uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I have a vague, vague recollection of um, feeling like trying to talk and having yeah. been upside down and like being yeah. upside down oh. and then having the blo- yeah. actually blood rush to my head. And there's kind of a lot of dialogue and you guys walking in. so uncomfortable. Yes, it's awful. Yeah, I, I have a vague recollection of that being like a little uncomfortable, but also being like, no, no, I got it. It's totally fine. Totally fine. Oh, my God. Of course. You know, you can also tell they are not cutting anybody's hair by this point. Everybody's yeah, hair care. is twice as long <laughs> as we start over. Nobody's go. getting trimmed. Right. Danielle, your hair, it's like, I was like, is does she even need the cushion? Like, I know. She, you had so much hair. Ryder's hair was, Rusty's hair was long. Everybody, it's like they just gave up. Like, it was so yeah. funny. Yep. They were like, let them go into summer with yeah. too yeah. much hair. Crazy hair. <laughs> Uh, so Topanga's upside down because she says she's maximizing her brain power. And Corey and Sean are very nervous about the test. Sean is so sweaty, he can't see the answers that he wrote on his palms. Minkus says they have an acute case of performance anxiety, and Corey retorts that all of Minkus's A's still won't make him popular. And then Sean does a fantastic Minkus impression. It's great. It's so good. It's great. Do you remember it, Ryder? <laughs> yes. It was funny. The second I started saying, I think I repeated it throughout the years. I would go, people, people. It's like, so yeah, funny. The second it's that so came good. out of my mouth, I was like, oh, I remember saying that. <laughs> it was but, yeah, so good. It's it's like an audit joke. Like he's a, yeah, yeah. It's, pretty, it's pretty funny. I know. But, I was like, is he an accountant or is he an IRS auditor? I think he's an IRS auditor. An IRS auditor, right? Yeah. But I also just like, I, I, I just like that they clearly... Where it's a callback to that other episode where we imitated each other, yeah. you know, and I, it was yeah. like it was obvious that the writers enjoyed that, that that yes. went over well. So it was like, let's find an excuse to do that again. And yeah. it's so much better than the insult jokes. I like, know. Yeah, you know, the, the, and and, yeah. and this episode has both. Like this episode has a lot of the like nerd and hurl and it's just like, ugh. but this is a clever version. It's like, yeah, it, it giving letting Sean be smart enough to make a you know a clever joke uh, imitating it's just better it's just so much better that way and it works i wish you know i wish we had gone more this direction and i wish lee had stuck around i was gonna say this is you know we didn't know we were not gonna see lee anymore anyway so yeah but then well, he does his hair running the hands yeah, running through his yeah, hair yeah. it's so fun like and you can just tell we're enjoying it you know? i love how you're instantly in front of a judge too yeah, 10 years oh so fun i love it yeah. great uh, and then a substitute teacher, Ms. Chase, walks in and says Mr. Feeney is sick. She asks what was on their schedule for the day, and Minkus is about to say they have a geography test, but Sean runs over to cover his mouth. Corey and Sean say all they have to do is write short, non-rhyming poems about their lives. Mm. Uh, can we say Ryder runs over and covers uh, Lee's mouth with the biggest 
man hands in the no. history of <laughs> the world. They are, you look like you're holding a grape. That's because huge. you were so small. That's and, why. and also because you were built like a puppy. Right? Yes, I was built like a puppy. Like I clearly, like parts freakish. of my body had like gone and the rest of my body was still shrunken and going, what? Yeah, you mentioned my giant, giant puppy paws. You looked like it was just, it could wrap around his head twice. Mm. I'm sitting there with Sue and she's like, oh my God. God, look at the size of his hands. It was hysterically funny. Yeah, the combo giant. of Lee being particularly small and you yes. being having puppy paws having is my giant funny. hands, yes. Uh, so Minkus goes along with it, but uh-oh, Ms. Chase's expertise is actually very serious, unfun poetry. Oh. Beowulf backfire. Mm-hmm. So, and you guys scream at the end of that scene, right? Yeah. Ah! Not Beowulf, not have one of the best. Da- have poems we done ever. a scream like this before? I can't remember. We've done ha you do to ha. each other, but have we like looked at each other and screamed like this? I don't think I so. Don't think at so. least yeah. not to this level. This was definitely no. a big reaction. Very sukami. Oh, so Very sukami. It's yeah. like yikes, yikes. I remember loving doing it though. Oh, I bet. <laughs> you know, like Ben and I. Anytime we got to do stuff like this, we're just like, let it yeah. out, scream. It was so fun. And then we get our credits. The longest cold open in history. Yeah. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while... Authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. 
So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So we are in the school cafeteria. Topanga is talking to Corey and Sean and says she can't believe Mr. Feeney is out sick. My outfit is amazing. Great, great outfit. Really nice. Wasn't it cool? Yeah, Yeah, really really cool. I was when I was upside down, I could really see the suspenders a lot more in that previous classroom scene. And it really looked like TGI Friday's flair. You know, oh, the nice. remember when they used to wear the suspenders <laughs> yeah, and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I wish we got to see more of it. But this outfit is fantastic. I wish I had somebody who could dress me like that now. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I just don't have you, it in me. Can't you dress yourself like that? No, now? no, I can't dress oh, myself. Okay. And now, oh, by what, the way, did you notice Dusty in the background just for yes! some reason handing napkins out to everyone at his table? <laughs> I didn't that see that. That's what he's doing. He's just got a pile of napkins and he's like, one napkin for you, one napkin. Like he's the mom of the table, oh, just handing out napkins to Dusty. everyone he's sitting on. <laughs> I did How notice How do you him. notice these things? <laughs> it's it's like, just, just handing out napkins. You also, do you, you read the signs behind, like all the rules of the cafeteria? No. It's all like, you know, do not speak loud, bust your tray, do all this stuff. But then right next to it, for some reason, it's like, return your library books. Like, wait, what? We're in the what cafeteria. The cafeteria? What? Yeah. But yeah, Dusty's nicely handing out napkins to everyone Will's, around. One of Will's superpowers is being able to notice everything yes. that goes on I'm, in a scene. I'm perception like, boy. We all see it on... <laughs> So Corey says he made it happen because he wished Feeney was would get sick so that he could get out of the test. And Sean says just because he says something doesn't mean it will happen. But Topanga says the power of the mind is not to be taken lightly. Force of will is the most powerful weapon on Earth. Mm. Then Sean tries to use his mental power on her to do what? We don't know exactly. Maybe to disappear. Who knows? But it doesn't this work. Is a, this is a bit. I mean, this is the th- Second time we've done a sort of looking to make something happen. Yep. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk but, about yeah. when we get there. 
Uh, this was a big laugh for Indy, watching me make this face to try. Yeah? You know, yeah. Which I thought was cool because it's it's a less obvious joke. Like, you don't know what Sean is thinking, right? The right. idea is that he just does it with a look and then that's enough of a joke. Uh, and yeah. Indy right. thought it was hysterical. He totally, he was like. He ah. got it. He got it. He got Good. it. You know, I think it made him feel smart to be like, oh, I get it. I I'm in on it. What yeah. he's doing, yeah. Do you think there was ever, and I'm just throwing this out there. I'm sure we'll get emails, everything. Do you think there was ever a time mm-hmm. That it was contemplated that it was going to be Sean and Topanga and not Corey and Topanga. No, you don't think that was. You don't think ever. There's just that one episode, you know, where underpants or whatever the right, right. No, I mean even even before they had like because I'm not sure they've even thought it was going to be Topanga and Corey at this point. So I'm wondering if there's ever a conversation of about you know what would be really interesting is if it was Sean and Topanga. No. I mean, if anything, they did Eric and Topanga, right? In first season, they have that little crush moment. But like, yeah, Danielle, they never, they never really establish you having any relationship with Sean other than annoyance at his presence, right? Like, Yeah, Topanga certainly never seems, other than that one episode where, the underpants episode, which I think, right. is that the episode when we kiss? Yes. That's okay. like, we're, we're doing this college video or whatever. <sighs> make out. I'm glad we have two years before we get there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that was it. Like, that was the only insinuation that we ever, because I'm trying to remember, like, I mean, how often did we ever have scenes just the two of us? They they must have happened, right? Yeah, but they were pretty few and far between. It was usually the three of us. Right. Hmm. Just curious. Well, I do think, I, I do think maybe there's, maybe you're right. I don't know. I wonder, I wonder if there was any sort of thought of, of, Wonder if it could be a love triangle or if it was always or, if you know, it just kind of evolved naturally that it was going to be Corey and Topanga. But. And I think we know our producer well enough to where he would claim at this point, oh, I already knew Corey and Topanga were going to be married into it, but I don't buy that for a second. I don't think yeah. they had any notion at this point that it was going to be Corey and Topanga forever. I don't yeah. think they knew that at all. Right. By really? I, I don't. Well, no way. I think I think I maybe we've talked about the fact that this aired out of order. So this would have been mm-hmm. the second to last episode we filmed. And the last episode that we filmed was the scene with Boy the, Meets the Girl. Boy Meets Girl. Yeah. I think by that episode we all knew that the Corey Dupanga Danielle wasn't even a regular. Gonna... I mean, I think they wanted yeah, no, to maybe I, I, have him start yes. liking girls, but I don't think they thought well, this no. is it. This is what I, we've got. I, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think they thought this is going to last for 7 years. Right. But I think we have to bring that character back and maintain Topanga and Corey's relationship throughout as long as we can. I think that decision was made after Boy Meets Girl. Hmm, I wonder. Definitely. I'm oh, curious. yeah. I, rem- I remember the feeling we all had. Like, I, of oh course, gosh, but this that is doesn't... the core of the show. This but is then so you essential. would think that the next thing then they do is they is make her a regular. Make her a regular and they start writing to it instantly. And yet there's episode after episode that she's not in. I think they knew they didn't have to make Danielle a regular. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could tell her to not take the job on improvement. Yeah, just a small show anyway. You know, I think I think we had a lot. We had a big we had a big cast. You know, between yeah. family and school, and especially when the second season, when I think the mm-hmm. the, the but message they added came down from fourteen characters the second season. I know, That's what but, I'm talking about. Well, but the only regular that was added second season was Mr. Turner. So when T- Tony was the new actual you know paid regular on the show, everybody else was still a guest cast recurring. Right. So, and that was, as far as I know, because Friends was a hit. And the idea was, oh, we got to go, we got to have like 20-somethings on the show. That's what that's what I remember We'll talk told. about season two yeah, okay. when we get to yeah, season yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, I know. Next month. Okay. Next month. Yes. Okay. Um, so, 
Corey says maybe he does have the power to make people sick. He's a mutant superhero. He's sick boy. Sick boy. They are really just trying to get this to work. Lid boy and sick boy in the same episode. Yeah. Episode. What did I just say? Episode. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That's a smaller episode. It's an episode. So Sean wants Corey to try his new mutant power on Minkus. Sean calls Minkus over and makes a joke about his hair. Minkus tells him he's not feeling well. Corey brags about his gift, but Minkus feels bad because he heard Mr. Feeney is in the hospital. Then Topanga brings up karma and Corey should be scared because what goes around comes around. And I remember the second this line was said, I remember the callback. I was like, Oh, I know the 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 like sister line to this, which is that karma goes around Round and, around and, around. and around. I was like, I wrote it down. I was like, I, I know what's coming. I know. So I remember That's that. That's funny. I didn't yeah. remember that at all. Oh, no, or me. Uh, Sean says maybe the power does work, and Corey starts to backpedal, saying there's no way he could make things happen just by thinking of them. And then Sean says, "You're scary, Cor." And eventually, totally avoids him by running out of there by yelling, "Don't look at me! Just don't look at me!" Which is very funny. Ben looked like he was going to break a little before that. If you go back and you watch, Ben looked like he was going to break. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought, uh, Ryder, you were really good um, at playing like, I think there's a little part of me that believes this maybe. (laughs) I thought it was really good. Yeah. This is really kind of the last time you can have these kinds of conversations because we're still young enough to like Mm -hmm. believe these and believe the magic and you know, although I guess we haven't done the werewolf episode, so that's second season. Does does Corey actually think he's turning into a werewolf in that? Well, we'll get to it. Whatever. We'll get to, yeah. But yeah, I, I <laughs> feel next like month. Next yeah. month. <laughs> there are so many episodes that I thought were first season that are actually second. So I can't wait to get into it. And, I must not have been in the werewolf episode because I yeah. have no memory of it. So we'll we'll see. I have a great memory of that episode, but we'll get there. We'll get okay. there eventually, okay. people. Then we're in the Matthews living room. Alan is trying to read Amy's get well card for Mr. Feeney, and she wants Corey to sign it. Corey declines to sign. Uh, Amy explains that a get well card um, can, you know, help make somebody feel better with the power of positive thinking. And Corey asks if that's actually true. She says yes. So then he asks if the reverse is actually true. If he wishes someone could get sick, would that actually happen? And Alan says, well, yeah, I guess that's what voodoo is. And Corey is now very scared. He is the re- reason for Mr. Feeney oh, being sick. Voodoo College is great. I just love the Voodoo idea. Academy. <laughs> you have to go to Voodoo Academy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. We could, nobody, yeah. Just, but nobody, like, you can't just You have to like voodoo. go to a Voodoo Academy, right? It's very funny. Occasionally, there's something that happens in a scene where it uh, it's so real. And this happens in my house all the time with reading something because Sue can't read my writing. And so it's oh, yeah. uh, this scene is exact. And when then Ben's delivery of fried oh, bologna yeah. love Alvin was was great. Straight, like just it's just no, straight laced. Like, this is what it says. Yep. And that's what Sue, that's the what only Sue way will, that, that yeah, works. Yeah. She'll, she'll so call funny. me and she'll be like, what does Orangelo down the street mean? I'm like, oranges is what you have to buy. And she's like, yeah. what? So it was very real that moment. Yeah. Oh, the back man. door is wide open, by the way. Just wide open the whole the time. Side I don't door. Know if anybody else knows. The, the side back door. door. The side yard. Didn't we already um, agree? Yeah. Back door is wide open. I, I love I love the oh, end of this scene when 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 Ben just says no reason no you know whatever no interest and he just like walks away from you know the conflict yeah. with his dad. It's like the second time that this episode has done that where like Amy just walks in and, and walks, walks, out. walks out. It's like it's like we're at the point now where we know we're sick. <laughs> like we know yeah. the situation. The yeah. characters are somewhat aware, so we're allowed to have these like ironic non beats. 
and right. that that's actually better than doing the obligatory thing. Right. It's just it's like it's like an interesting evolution in the show, right? It's like we're we're past the point of uh, uh, delivering the sitcom. We are now commenting on the delivery of the sitcom, and I I, I liked it. I thought it was it's, yeah. it's a comforting feeling to be like, oh, I know Corey, and he's yes. stressing out to his dad, and now he doesn't have to. We know the kids are going to make a mess, and she doesn't have to. Do, so we don't have to have those beats. I, yeah. I that's yeah. a comforting place to be with the show. It is. It it means yeah. the audience. It means that the mm-hmm. writers and the cast are confident that the audience knows the characters enough that we don't you already know what the reaction is we don't have to give it to you yes and we can just we can be self-aware enough to just laugh at ourselves it's a nice shorthand with the audience which is a feeling of success like we know each other and so i don't have to do this i agree it feels it does this out of order though changes the show a little bit since this was shot out of order because his birthday which we already talked about how nobody celebrated at all um Mm -hmm. It would have made him 13, but in this episode, he clearly says, I'm 12. Really? So it's well, here's the either, thing. Tur- either he turned 12 in that birthday episode or he turned 13 and now we're back to him being 12 because the I, shows are out of order. I don't think that that episode counts. We're just going to. So we're just gonna we're just Thank gonna you. remove kid I, gloves from the canon. I also, it was a we fever dream that we Feeney didn't say had. in kid gloves whether he was twelve or thirteen. That's we weren't really saying. sure, and I do think that he was turning twelve, which makes okay. the season two. Yeah, because wasn't us the pilot originally called eleven? So he was yes. eleven, and yeah. there were 12. multiple references to being eleven years old in yeah. season one. Right, okay. I'm eleven. So I'm 12. on a schedule here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we. Li- yeah. I'm. We're eleven. We live again. He says yeah. to writer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm in the, you know, fugitive episode. So I, I do think he was turning 12. And I think that's one of the things that always weirded us out then when we jumped ahead to high school in season two, which was like, so are we also jumping ahead a year, be- a year in age? Because no one's in high school at 12. No, but they, I think, and we'll get to this, I think they say that their high school starts at grade seven. Yeah, that's what we've right. been over. So but then seventh we grade, actually only, but we actually stayed there for four years and then went to college. Right. So, so I think we jump ahead a year so or two. Weird. I think it's so weird. Yeah. 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 You go from you clearly go from sixth grade to seventh grade and then you go from seventh grade to graduate school. <laughs> right. So it's right. like it's very it's strange. Just, seven through twelve takes us only four years. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is oh, yeah, weird. Anyway. <sighs> anyway. Um so uh, we're then in Corey and Eric's bedroom. Corey tells Eric everything that happened with wishing Feeney would get sick. And Eric reveals Feeney had to get his appendix removed. Corey compares the operation to their cat who fell out of a tree. And Eric says, no, don't worry. They had to sew his head back on. It was uh, not likely he was going to live through yeah. that. Yeah, it was li- likely yeah. he was not going to live to see that anyway. Yeah, This is the first time besides the lovely leather jacket. May she rest in peace. Um, <laughs> you are wearing a cool shirt, Will. Right? Yeah. I would wear this shirt. I was looking at it. I was like, that's a cool shirt. That's like, a that's cool a, shirt. I would well, totally all, wear this now. Eric is doing what every high school kid apparently all does all the time. Every time Corey walks in, mm-hmm. he's lying on his stomach on a bed reading a magazine. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. every single high school kid Absolutely. all the time. Yep. Um, and then Eric is strangely excited about Feeney being in surgery. My reading was like, I had this face. It's like, they're cutting him up right now or whatever. It was so weird. It's like, why am I so excited about that? Very bizarre. And the girl posters are gone from the wall. Remember the girl poster you specifically pointed out, Danielle, where you were like, is that who? A lifeguard? Yeah. Gone. Gone. Yeah. Gone. 
Mark Fink was like, I won't have it. I won't have it in my script. <laughs> put him on a bed. Put him on a bed with a magazine. A car magazine. A an automotive magazine. <laughs> Always. Very strange. Uh, so Corey wishes for a sign from God that Feeney will be okay. And then he looks out the window and sees Feeney's wind spinner <laughs> fall duck. face down. It's the great. geeky duck. It's great. Geeky duck goes down. That's a great moment. That's a great moment. <laughs> Uh, makes it all worthwhile when you don't understand what's happening in the cold open. Payoff moment. Yep. So then we're back in Feeney's classroom. The substitute is still there and half the class is asleep while she goes over Beowulf. Minkus is obviously just eating this up. Corey asks if it's just him or if anyone else wants to hurl from boredom. And when the sub... Hurl? Like, it's the most 90s. No one says that anymore, right? I know. I don't think so. Hurl. No. God, I mean, yeah, I just... That's so funny. The second (laughs) I heard it, I wrote it down. It was like, hurl, hurl. Of course, that's what we used to say. Mm, And then there's this great... Beowulf? Need it? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Here, that to is paraphrase. Co- yeah. The classic Corey voice, right? We've, this is the third time we've done that. The first was the hair episode. Mm-hmm. Then you said it, you quoted it, Danielle, when you were yeah. being Ben or being Corey. And then here he brings it back again. Of course, it turns out to be, yep. this turns out to be a dream sequence. So, Which and- I thought... It was very obvious that this was a dream sequence. Did you? Okay, I didn't at first. I was like, is this a dream? I think the only reason I knew it was a dream was because Corey was so obnoxious, like so Mm -hmm. over the top obnoxious that I thought there's no way even Corey would speak to a teacher this way, even a sub. Like it's so obvious that even that that the show would have never allowed this. It's just a little out of character for him. And I thought it has to be a dream because he's I wanted for the first time ever. Truthfully, I wanted to be like, ew, I don't like that little <laughs> Calm kid. Calm down, kid. Yeah, excuse right. you okay, with the way you're talking to that teacher. Well, okay. you know, why I, I I agree, but I'm not for the same reason. I, I think it's because he's being obnoxious to a character we're not comfortable with. If if he had the exact same delivery and the exact same lines, yeah, and it was you peeny, might be right. there would be a sense of like, oh, this is their thing. Right, but because right. he's doing it to a substitute, it I because I had the same reaction. It was like, whoa, chill yeah. out, kid. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it just felt wrong. Um, of course, until she turns it and is like, yeah. you're right. And then I was like, oh, yeah. it's all a dream. That's but yeah, I got I, it too, I, yeah, but I definitely felt something was off from the get-go, not remembering. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and and I think that it's just simply, when you introduce an unknown character, you can't have a kid talk to a, yeah. a teacher like that no. without without it being established that that's part of yeah. their, their band. Yeah, and I, right. I also, I, I wrote down here, she down the moocher, which clearly means <laughs> she's great, the teacher. Um, so, and she was, she was, she was phenomenal, but, uh, yeah, so that's, I love that you can't read your own writing. I, I can, can never read my own writing. I can never read my own writing. Awful. <laughs> no, we, I have terrible never. handwriting. I, yes. I was, I was scribbling one time, like writing something, a note <laughs> with my, with my brother and he looked over my shoulder and he just put a hand on my shoulder. He's like, write it, write it, write it as if somebody's going to have to read it. <laughs> no. And I was like, right, right. That's the point of. That's the point of writing a note. Because yep. I literally just start writing, and it's just like, yep. just get it out without. He's like, somebody's gonna have to read that. And it was yeah. like, oh, right. Yeah. That's so. I always have to remind myself that if I'm writing something down. Oh my gosh! Oh look God, at that. Will kitchen? Does that say kitchen? Oh, I don't know. I yeah. Don't I was trying to no, say no, no. Hmm. <laughs> TV Duck. Ra- oldest TV ever. 
in the Cla- boat. I see classroom. She's see, you boom go. mic. She's... You saw a boom mic for a long time. Oh, dude, in this scene, there's a boom mic hanging down for like half of the scene. <laughs> Are you serious? And it's not like this much. It's like this much. Uh, it's unbelievable. Top left it's part corner, of Corey's dream, man. It's part of Corey's the dream. Whole time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I, you know what? I think I saw the boom mic and thought, well, there's no way that's the boom mic because it's been there for so long. I think I thought it was something like in the wall, like something behind him. It's the mic. It's the boom mic. That's clearly. hilarious. Yeah, clearly. Amazing. It's clearly uh, a bloom look. Of, of course. <laughs> Which is what you wrote down. Bloom look for a long time. Boom mic for a long time, yes. <laughs> we talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech Ford electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. 
Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment Professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Oh, and then Feeney shows up. Yeah. Well, yeah, she keeps Corey keeps going on and on about how uh, not even needing geography and that the and says that students should be able to talk about whatever they want and the sub should make them cupcakes. And then the substitute says he's right. And she magically grabs a plate of cupcakes. Everything is coming up, Corey. And she even says, stuff it, nerd boy to Minkus. And then. Feeney shows up at the door and asks Corey who the new teacher is. Corey calls her Karen and says they're on a first name basis and they're not studying geography. Corey then tells Feeney he needs to lighten up and messes up the definition of karma. That's when he says uh, karma around goes around and around. And around, and around. And around. Very fun. And then Feeney throws a cupcake at Sean's head, which is exactly what Ryder was talking about at the beginning of this episode. You're just always getting always food tossed at you. Food stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then Sean tells Corey to stop. Corey then blames it on Feeney, but Sean can't see Feeney. Oh, no. He's a figment of Corey's mind because Feeney is dead now, thanks to Corey. So Feeney said, I died, Mr. Matthews. And Indy turned to me like dead serious. Did he? Like he was really kind of oh, worried. It's dark. It's dark. I know. And and Indy was like, he he was like, no, he didn't. Right? He didn't. It was like there was there was genuine concern, concern and like to- tonally just not understanding. It was I was like, great. Oh, great mm-hmm. that that this is turning on the way it's supposed to turn right. on Corey. It's turning on you, my son. And then also just great that he cares about Feeney. You know that he he cares yeah. that he was concerned. It was, it was cool. That is cool. Yeah. It's nice that. Um, this episode, I think one of the reasons they ended with this episode of the season instead of Boy Meets Girl is because yeah. season the season really started as a relationship between Corey and Feeney. Yes. Yeah, I had and the they, exact same thought. I have the exact yeah. same note. Yeah. And it's, it's like also, they, you had to like bring a, it full circle, the bookend yeah. of the, and it the, was this two, relationship. A two piece for most of the most of the episode really became yeah. just Corey and Feeney. Yep. Yeah. And it was great. Ben yeah. was really good in this episode, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he kind of carries this thing. He played the the kind of line between comedy and, you, oh, my, I think I might have killed my teacher. I thought he did a really, really good job in this episode. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. great. It was great. Yeah. He did. So uh, when Feeney says he's dead, we abruptly end up in Corey and Eric's room. Corey wakes up yelling, don't die, Mr. Feeney. I didn't mean to kill you. Corey realizes he was dreaming. But he looks over at Eric's bed and Eric isn't there. It's Mr. Feeney. Feeney says he can be anywhere he wants because he's dead. Feeney walks through a wall and out of the room. Corey is shook. (laughs) This is the best special effects Boy Meets World has to offer. Yes. Did you say Corey is shooken? Shooketh. Okay, shooketh. Okay, that's better. Yeah, he's shooketh. Gotcha. Um... (laughs) Ryder, did Indy freak out when then he woke up from the dream and he was still dead? 
uh, no, he was laughing at this point. Okay, then he was so at like, this part it was funny. Now it was the, uh, seeing Feeny in Eric's bed made Indy laugh, and then it was okay. like, oh, okay, so this is all a, a dream sequence. It's this all is okay. all a figment of his imagination. Yeah. But it was okay. just the seriousness of, of, of Bill's tone saying, I died. That right. scared yeah. Indy. That was just like a, a moment of, oh, Do you what, think they what, took happening? the girl down from the post, so it's not Feeny in front of a giant girl poster? Mm, Do you think they oh, actually wow. thought about that? Wow. I mean, could it be that? Because it was, was there every really... other time. Yeah. Maybe That's not a bad know. call, actually. It, it would probably be a little awkward to see Maybe. a full-grown man with like but a poster of a woman. That would imply that they insisted on the continuity through the episode, that the girl poster couldn't be there in the previous scene and then right, just yeah, removed right. for this scene. But yeah. you're right. It may well, be. Well, they would have shot this scene first because this would have been a pre-tape with the special effects. Mm, oh, right. so, good call. You're right. They would have done this oh. one before the audience came in. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, so interesting. Could have happened. That's a, that's a really uh, good read. Astute Will. point, yeah. Will. <sighs> I am Perception Boy. <laughs> <laughs> we, just and then, a, we, we did a shirt, a merch shirt that's just uh, a Will wearing boy. Hulk underwear. <laughs> Or wearing superhero underwear, nothing else, doing Perception Boy. Yes. Perception Boy. I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, Will does want to have a pair of underwear. So I do. I want a pair of underwear. Maybe we so can have we Perception, Boy underwear. Perception Boy underwear. Yeah, oh, be awesome. God. Just <laughs> with, with a cape. Yes! <gasps> then don't, we're in the Matthews kitchen. Excited. Corey is sitting dre- uh, absolutely stressed and tired. I thought Ben looked so, like, so tired, oh so it was stressed. It was great, though, wasn't it? It was fantastic. I said, what did they do? Did they put eyeliner on him? When when Rusty yeah. comes down and says, and Corey says, coffee, I was like, whoa, this is a kid who hasn't slept. Yeah. He looked like he just got back from Mardi Gras. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. He looked great. So he's okay, sitting at the kitchen table. Talking about yeah. looks, what is going on with, like, why does Rusty have this completely out of character Eagle shirt on? It does it's not his sleep feel, shirt. But it does not feel like Alan at all. Oh, I wanted it, it to did, be a dino shirt. I was really I hoping it was another dino. And I that just even Rusty. It, there was just something about this image. I was like, this is not. We've seen Rusty in his pajamas before, like during the Hamlet scene. Wasn't he wearing like a sleep out? Like I've, it just felt so out of character. I was like, oh, this is clearly the like, we got to have a reference to Philadelphia in here. Let's put him in an Eagle shirt. It just he does watch no a lot sense. of sports, though. Like they've, they've done guy. like the game. They've Wait, done like all remember. that kind of stuff. I don't remember. What were his pajamas like in a previous episode? Yeah, when did we see I it? feel like he was wearing a robe or pajamas in the um the Hamlet episode when he's in it when he with the the, the creepy melon. The weird melon. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, he does have something. <laughs> oh, he's got the blanket around him. That's he's got a blanket around him, but he's wearing around. pajamas underneath oh, okay. it, I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. This just felt off to me. It was like a very distracting shirt. With and big, I was like, this does not hair. feel like Alan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This didn't Man, feel right. I, it's funny. I disagree. I think okay. Alan wearing a big, oversized athletic t-shirt to sleep and some felt sort right. of really like casual pants is mm. definitely what he would sleep I in. I kind That's, of agree. Yeah. Well, whatever. It's all a dream sequence anyway, so this isn't really Alan. Okay. Um, well, then, fine writer. Well, you wait, win. Is this You're a right. dream sequence? No. Well, Feeney's in the coffee, and then Feeney's in the room. <laughs> right, everywhere. but isn't that those him are just figments of his Alan imagination? Yeah. So he's hallucinating. Yeah. Yes, yes. he's dreaming? hallucinating. Yes, uh, I agree. Okay, I really okay. This this was a moment. <laughs> we talk about how the show had sort of earned this level of irony where you didn't have to do the obligatory things. This is one where I want like Rusty doing story time about when he was a kid. I was like, okay. 
We've done this now. This is like number four or five. Right, I was and I wanted it to be a joke. I was like, if this is a dream sequence, I wanted it to be, it would have been so great if he starts to tell like some story and then it either has nothing to do with what Corey's right. going through or Corey stops him or, you know, I just wanted it to be comment on it instead of it being like, when I was a kid and my friend Richie, yeah. and did it, it was just like, oh my God, we've done this so many times. This is also, and I know I'm going to get blasted for this as well, but this to me is also a perfect place why couldn't it have been Amy? No. She's like almost not in this episode at all. Yeah. Why couldn't it have been exactly the same thing? But it's his mom. Like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to get because his dad is the one who, I understand mm-hmm. But it's like, it's just why, just write the same scene with Amy. I know. Yeah. I know. There were opportunities where they could have given her some meteor stuff. Yeah. Uh, and just, you know, they just defaulted to a dad and his son. Um, mm. Which and I going get, back to the idea that this, this episode bookends the season. It goes, it, 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 this episode harkens back to the first three or four yeah. where it was so much Alan, Corey, Feeney. Yep. And the fact that they have the three of them and the final scenes of this, you know, where he's putting the duck back up and dad's going to help him get the tools to fix it for Mr. Feeney. It's like this sort of male patriarchal passing of the torch going on, you know, and I, I feel like that, yeah, that, I get that it. is the way the show established. They reference the guy episodes. moment later too. Like yes. I just had a guy yes. moment, like, yeah, all yes. that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Corey sees Feeney in his coffee and fights the feeling by saying he's just a manifestation of his guilty conscience. And then he disappears. But then a bunch of Feenies appear everywhere in the kitchen and they are laughing at him. And it was kind of scary. I love it. It, it was great. The top of the like, fridge was hysterical. The yes. top of the fridge Feeney was the best one. Uh, it, I love these kinds of things because, like, as an adult, you see them and you're like, that's just kind of weird. But I remember as a kid having moments where you're like, weird things like this or people laughing out of context. Yeah. You, know, you think about, like, Alice in Wonderland, like, the Cheshire Cat. Or, like, people talk about the, the boat sequence in... Oh, um, Willy Wonka, don't Willy get me Wonka. started. It's, oh. like, one of the scariest things in Ever. the world. There's right? no it's earthly like, way of knowing. Yeah, yeah. and it's oh, mostly it's just because, like, somebody... And it's and when you see it as an adult, it's kind of funny. But as a kid, these, mo- like, bizarreness or, uh, you know, yeah. a, a sur- surreality is just so weird. And it just... Yeah. You know, like, why is Feeney laughing? I don't get yeah. it. It's so great. Have you I noticed that it. there's just enough seats in the boat for the kids that are still on the tour? So he already knew he was going to lose one of the kids? <laughs> Have you, did you not notice that? Yeah, no. he's get, there's exactly the right number of seats for the kids on the boat. So he already knew he was going to lose Augustus Gloom. At the hospital, Corey took the bus to see Mr. Feeney, and he's on the mend. He didn't even tell his parents he was going to see Feeney. And he brings Feeney a geranium, but he calls it a germanium. And didn't I Feeney, say that? <laughs> that was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Mm-hmm. Didn't I, I just say that? <laughs> Yeah, Feeney shows off his very big brain, explaining the difference. And then a nurse comes in and asks if Corey is Feeney's grandson, and they both immediately say no and act kind of disgusted. Um, Corey is impressed by Nurse Jill, and Nurse Jill calls him George. Uh, Feeney's kind of into the nurse. And the hospital that they cut to in the beginning was from, like, the 70s, this kind of grainy shot of the hospital. And then do you remember this swing set at all? I don't remember this set even slightly. It's not much of a set. No. (laughs) It's so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't remember this. Like, normally I remember the sets even if I wasn't in them. But you kind of remember, like, you'd watch run-throughs and stuff. I don't remember this set even a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. Well, Corey and Feeney agree that Nurse Jill is very nice after she leaves, and they have a mutual guy moment. Corey says he stopped Hmm. by to make sure Feeney is okay and not dead, and Feeney says he has too much left to do to die and too many kids like Corey to continue teaching. 
Corey and Feeney have finally connected and Corey thanks Feeney on the way out, but says he doesn't know exactly what the thank you is for yet. This is a great scene. And really I think good. This, this is why this is the end of the, the season. Yep. Is because if you think about this as the reverse of the first, the pilot um, detention scene. Yep. Um, and I, I think what it, the the key moment is Feeney laughing at Corey's joke. Mm-hmm. Corey makes Feeney laugh, which if you think about like him dancing in that detention scene, like I'm dancing, he's always trying to get Feeney. He's trying to control Feeney's emotions yeah. or to get to get a reaction from Feeney that's that's not planned, that's not guarded. And this is the first time that we see that where he Feeney laughs at what Corey says and he can't help himself. And it's yeah. like Corey has finally charmed. Feeney and it felt like the end of the season in a way that I hadn't you know didn't remember didn't think about the show and it's wonderful it's like here they are in a situation where Corey kind of has the power because Feeney is weak he's sick Corey has gone out of his way to do something for Feeney and disarmed Feeney and made him laugh and that I was just like oh this is Feeney's in a place of weakness he's totally in a place of weakness in a hospital bed it's great From, from, from pilot episode to this episode you see a whole arc that makes sense yep um, it also helps solidify and bond the two of them knowing how much the show is about to change going into season two where they're going to introduce new teachers and new characters and now maybe the Feeney influence isn't going to feel as present on a, a, you know, on a scene by scene basis, they really solidified that relationship so that moving forward, you don't have any questions about whether or not they have a connection or they have yeah, a bond, right. they're yeah. like solid. Um, I think they also went out of their way to mention that Corey was the only student that came and visited him. And mm-hmm. I think there's something to yeah, that right. too. He's like, he's the only one that came. He's obviously been teaching people for 30 some odd years and one, yeah. one student showed up. I think that's yeah. interesting. Well, we end on Matthews, the Matthews and Feeney's backyard. Corey is fixing Feeney's fallen duck wind spinner. And surprisingly, Feeney walks out. He's home early. And he's got the plant that Corey brought him to the hospital, the geranium. Feeney wants Corey to help him plant it. And Corey is surprised that Feeney wants to plant it at all. Feeney says that the plant is immature now, but has the potential to grow if taken Metaphor. care of correctly. And Metaphor. dot, dot, dot. As long as no one wishes it (laughs) ill will, or as long as no one wishes it ill. And uh, then we get our credits. And our tag is in the Feeney's classroom. Topanga, Corey, Sean, and Minkus are trying to light a light bulb with their brains. Topanga says the greatest power company of all is the human mind. And Minkus says Sean didn't pay his bill, which I thought was funny. The group tries to light it, but they fail. Sean says the electricity must have got stuck in Topanga's hair. Minkus says the boys aren't serious. That's why this isn't working. And they need to concentrate on what they actually want to see happen. And then Minkus disappears. The saddest, saddest thing. Unbelievable. I can't. I mean, somebody, I think, at one point pointed this out to us. Uh, maybe We like, got a lot of it, emails about it. Oh, God. And I didn't remember oh, it. I didn't remember he it at all. He disappears. And this he is the last scene. He literally disappears. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. I hate and it. And then we never talked about him until the graduation from high school episode, yeah. right? And that was it. That's the last we saw of Lee. He literally disappears. We will him away. Yeah. They put it on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, um, <laughs> I don't want to take responsibility for getting this kid off the show. Let's, uh, Let's blame put it characters. on Corey and Sean. So they knew by this point, you think? They, no. had, they had to have known. No. Well, we didn't know that this was going to be our last episode. So how could we have known? Because the last episode oh, that we filmed right. 
was girl boy, boy meets girl and he's clearly in that and it's, okay so it's mm, no right. like it was not part of the plan to have him disappear as the actual last time we see him but unfortunately that is what happened and it's a bummer, man. Oh, it's it's horrifying. Sad. It's awful. It really made me it's sad. Awful. Me I know, too. me too. Me too. It's um, awful. It felt, it. It, it felt um, ignoble. Is that the right word? Like, mm. it just it, it, it was just disrespectful. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I don't know. I don't think it was intentional, but it just feel you know, the end result is not cool. Um, I know. Feels icky. And yeah. then he's never even mentioned again. It's never like I can't believe Minkus went to private school. I can't believe, but I mean, just that's it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for thanks for playing. You know, it's a different time. Like sitcoms did this all the time, right? That like, you replace characters, you lost characters. Like you know, Michael's previous show, Charles in Charge, replaced the entire cast for the second season. We obviously did it multiple times on our show, and I think it was just. A completely different TV watching mentality. It was a pre-VCR mentality. Yes, we had VCRs at this point, but our writing staff hadn't grown up with them. So they thought of the sort of eternal present of television as okay. And that 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 eternal present was actually more powerful. So you could sort of revise week to week. Like, this is now the crew of friends. This is now the, you know, the the love of Corey's life. This is now, you know, and you could just revise history on a sort of moment to moment basis because yeah. it would never, it, you didn't think that it would ever be revisited as intensely as it obviously can be now. Um, and that's, that's short sighted, but I don't know if we can really fault them for that yeah. because that 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 you know you think about the way the the media changed so much, and like now we we think of everything as being serialized. Like you cannot even mm-hmm. a multi camera show has to have some sort of continuity because it's going to live on streaming or YouTube or whatever right. forever. Yeah. But back then, what was showing that night? being paid for by the commercials that, you know, were, were airing sure. that live. That was it. It would never come back sure. necessarily. I, I um, find it more my, I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously it's, I feel terrible for Lee and I was not in the room to make any of these decisions, but I find it an affront to comedy mm-hmm. because the idea, well, well, no, we have to make them older or bring them to high school. And you're telling me this little kid who hasn't aged Walking through the halls with Harley Quinn isn't the funniest damn Harley thing. Kiner. You could, Harley Kiner, sorry, <laughs> Harley Quinn. That's my, that's my, uh, uh, yeah, my Batman, my Batman life. Um, with Harley Kiner and with Tony yeah. Quinn and with all these people, isn't comedy gold? Yeah. I mean, there's so much to mine there that to me, it's like that's a that's a bad excuse to me. It just yeah. is. Well, it's also just interesting. Like, I'm curious as to why why Sean instead of Minkus. Like, Minkus makes a better. I don't know. Like, I, I, it seems to me with Corey being the sort of like wise ass, not great student, lawyery, you know, talkative guy, putting him with a really smart, nerdy, by the book kid kind of makes more sense to me than like Sean. I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. Well, no, it, I think it, what they were trying to do is so essentially what the balance that they had. And if, if we can't, if we do all think that Topanga was going to be part of the overall plan, then the balance they had was now Corey officially has the little devil and the little angel on his shoulder. So then right. where does Minkus go after that? Sean is clearly the devil on his shoulder and Topanga is clearly the angel on his shoulder. Right. So where do you fit Minkus in? Right. And to me, he would he would just be the comedy foil. But then they right. brought in kind of Harley and the and Joey and Frankie, and that changed. That's where they went comedy wise. But yeah, I just man, I thought they missed a, a, a golden opportunity with Lee in that school. Yeah. Agreed. 
Well, that's the end of our episode. It's the end of season one, but it is not quite the end of season one of Pod Meets World. Our next recap is going to be a season one recap, kind of a recap of the show and Pod Meets World. We will be looking back at our feelings on everything we watched, but with the great guys from Bruh Meets World as guests asking us questions about things we may have missed. And we are going to get into season two in the new year. Because all of December for the holidays with some very special guests, including one Ms. Kathy Ireland. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to go like, hey, what was it like to be on the show? And she'd be like, I don't remember. I don't know who are you. Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? What's happening? (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully it's better than that. I think I think she will. You know what? Well, I actually am going to completely counteract you. I think she's going to remember it well. I think she will, too. I I, I do. I think she will, too. I'm very curious. I can't wait. At um, least she's going to pretend she does, and that'll be very sweet of her. <laughs> and that will be She'll so She'll have nice. read her Wikipedia page, done some research, <laughs> exactly. and be able to. I loved <laughs> Boys Meet Girl. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us for this episode. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. Merch! Podmeetsworldshow.com. Thanks for being here with us. We'll see you all next time. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers, Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.